Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by Bonnie, Leah, and Kira talking about our one cool LGBTQ thing. Yeah! Yay! <laughs> Kara already talked about alphabet soup. Um, it was alphabet soup 101. I mm-hmm. loved it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bonnie talked about Hannah Gadsby, and now we all have plans for the evening. Yes. Well, Kira and me. Yeah. Oh, I still need to watch Douglas, so I got That's plans. True. Okay. Everybody's yeah. got plans, so I better I better get on this. Yes. All right. Totally worth it. <laughs> but before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. Um, and I have gone rogue and made up my own question. Yes. Have, Do it. Yes. <laughs> and it's a little bit of a two-parter. Um, but I want to know if anyone has ever come out to you. Um, or kind of divulged their sexuality to you. Um, how did you respond to that? And, and more, because I know you guys are all super amazing. Um, was there a preferred way to like support and celebrate when people want to share their sexuality with you? Dun, 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 dun. Right? I know, right? Okay, I'll go first. Uh, okay. Let's see. Um, I had my best friend... I want to say middle school. I'm not actually sure if it was high school or not. Mm. So it was like middle school, high school. It was around that kind of um, teenage age. And we were inseparable. We were always together. Um, And she wrote me a note that had, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how it went. It was one of those things where it was almost like a Warshak test, you know, where you Mm. put an ink plot in the center and you press the card together and you have on either side. And she was like, and we are, you know, the same love for each other on either side. And it was her way of trying to tell me that she was gay and that she loved me. Mm. And so I was just like, I know what this is. And I didn't have the same feelings. But at the same time, I didn't want her to feel shameful or hide. You know what I mean? Like, thanks for telling me. You know, it's not Mm going to change anything of our friendship and our dynamic. Um, and I wanted to make sure that I was super supportive and she didn't like a breakup shame spiral sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I set her up immediately with another one of my friends who I knew was also on the verge of coming out. And I went, maybe you two should talk to each other (laughs) (laughs) because maybe, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't going to say like, oh, you'll absolutely fall in love with each other, you know, that sort of thing. But I was just like, you know what? You're both kind of going through the same thing right now. Um, So whether there was a love connection for the two of them or whether it was, you know what I mean? Let's try to find some dates. You know what I mean? Like either way or just, you know, being able to understand, like, how do we navigate this, you know, and sort of thing. So um, so I just stayed very plugged in with the friendship (laughs) and they were together throughout all of high school, actually. So it was always one of those things where, like, I felt prideful that. Um, that even though it wasn't, you know, her and I as a relationship, Mm -hmm. that we didn't tarnish our friendship and that it was still like, this is totally cool. It's not me, but this is totally cool. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it changes nothing. (laughs) So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm going from my perspective that I handled it awesome. Yeah, you did. But I might not have. (laughs) I might have broke her heart. I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> or squashed a celebration that she was really, you know, trying to have. So, um, so I only know my side of it, but yeah. um, I tried to intentionally be very positive and supporting and yeah. stuff. I tried. <laughs> what about you, ladies? I had a well. Okay, I have to say that growing up around theater, mm. yeah. The majority of the men I was around were gay men. Right. Yes. And they were out generally. And they were generally out. There you yeah. Go. Yeah. But as as a teenager and stuff, that I mean, I'm older than the rest of you. I'm fifty eight. Right. Gotcha. And it yeah. was not something that was commonly talked about. Right. Right. In high school, mm-hmm. um, or even college, necessarily. Um, but okay, uh, my and so I've had lots of people out themselves to me, and I have accidentally outed people, which is not fun. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> Always a worrisome for me too. Yeah, I have no filter. <laughs> but um, I had a friend that uh, I met through theater, and also through um, IUPUI, mm-hmm. which is college here. And um, he and I used to go, used to hang out a lot and go do lots of things. And he lived about an hour away, but he'd regularly come down and we'd go spend an evening together and stuff. And he asked me at one point if I was interested in dating him. And I said, no, Terry. Right. I don't see you that way. Yeah. What I didn't say to him is, I think you're gay. (laughs) <laughs> gotcha. Um, Maybe so, it was a little bit of both. <laughs> you know, that could be. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was, um, I don't know, a year or so later, and he told me he wanted to go to lunch because he had something important to tell me. Mm-hmm. And we went to lunch, and he said, Kara, I'm not sure, but I think I'm gay. And I said, see. okay, what's the important thing you have to tell me? Oh, <laughs> see, that's adorable. And, yeah, he, he was just like, uh oh (laughs) so yeah and we stayed friends and and then it was a few years after that that he came to me and asked if he could start dating my dad um (laughs) and and yeah i was like actually that's cool (laughs) right exactly yeah (laughs) so um (laughs) that was yeah, my way of of celebrating it. I don't know that I really celebrate, but it's just yeah, you're you. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. And yeah, who are you interested in right now? Right, exactly. Yeah, love it. Bon bon. Oh, the last one. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't really have a whole lot of friends growing up, so I didn't really have a person oh. to come to me to oh. be like, ah. Yeah. Um, I do remember in high school. Um, we had uh, a boy in class that, and I think I've talked about it before on here, but um, there was a guy who we all knew, like, (laughs) we all knew, like, he he was, like, a bit flamboyant or whatever, like, we all knew, and I remember we were doing a project in debate class, and there was, like, a big group of us in a circle, and I remember he had mentioned, like, he was gay, like, I don't think we were, like, the first people he told, but we Mm -hmm. were, like, yeah? Like, this is new information? Like, we're kind of like, whatever. Because our um, debate topic was actually uh, gay adoption. Oh. So it it, kind of had tied in. He was kind of like, well, he goes, no. We're like, we know. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's fine. Uh, Right. Yeah. 
but we weren't like close but we were just like yeah we know like let's let's, let's get back to the project here. i know exactly acceptance <laughs> yeah like yeah this is duh yeah <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> well, I'm glad that I posed the question because you guys made me feel better because I was kind of thinking back um, to the first person that came out to me was when I was in college and it wasn't a particularly close friend. Um, but my reaction was just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Same. Fine. Yay. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, I know, right? And I, I always like, felt and? like there was like some kind of like hanging expectation that I didn't fulfill. Mm. So I was like... And I and maybe this goes back to kind of our first episode thing, like you know, communication. People yeah. we can just ask yeah. people what they want. Yeah, like yeah. that's totally fine. You know, exactly. Be like, I can do that. We we can talk you giving about... me that information. Is there something you'd like from me? <laughs> right, you know? right, exactly. You guys have the beautiful words. I'm so <laughs> awkward. I'm like, You're fine. yes. <laughs> I like it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, maybe we should just always have a handful of rainbow glitter just in case the situation presents itself. And then we're like, yes. (laughs) Well, and maybe that's the alternative that we explore (laughs) as feminists are just like, would would you say that about a man? Right. Like if somebody came to you and was like, I am straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have a party? Exactly right. <laughs> have, no, we're like, congrats. <laughs> have you Did seen, you think all day about that? <laughs> have you seen Love Simon? Uh-uh. The movie? No. It's a there's some issues with it, but it's a really good current day movie about a teenager. And that's one of the things that he thinks about is mm-hmm. people don't have to come out as straight to their parents. Right. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is very true. <laughs> um so and then maybe that's why uh, people that come out deserve a party because it's not like we make it easy for anybody. Yeah. 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 I go with what do you want? Yeah. I mean, do you want a party? Then let's do that. Mm-hmm. If you're like, right. I just wanted to tell you, then let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whichever you like. That can Absolutely. totally happen. Absolutely. Bonnie's microphone is dying. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which way tidy. Right, tidy, lefty, loose. Although it's That's all. That's what they say. All of but Katie, what is your out. one cool thing, girl? <laughs> <laughs> My one cool thing is yes. I'm going to talk about Glennon Doyle. Sweet. And her new book, Untamed. Nice. Yes. Are you guys familiar with her? No. I know no. that she had a book called Love Warrior. Yes. And it was very popular. Have I read either of them? No. no. But I know the name and the titles that go with them. End of list. <laughs> this Untamed is actually her third book. Oh, it's her third Ooh. book. It's her third book, yes. Her first one was Carry On Warrior. Ah, uh, okay. All right. See, uh, second one was Love Warrior. Okay. And then this one is Untamed. Ah, mm. nice. I have to be honest, um, Untamed is the only one I've read. Gotcha. I started to read, I think it was Carry On Warrior. Okay. Um, but in it, she speaks a lot about her religious beliefs. Gotcha. And that's kind of, for me, a, a book turnoff. Gotcha. I should be more open, but like, especially when I'm reading like nonfiction and kind of yeah. self-help, I want to be able to really identify with the person and be on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I started those, um, I kind of set them aside. Gotcha. Now I'm open to going back and looking, um, but Untamed is really, oh, it just, it's a beautiful, beautiful picture of how she's progressed and who she's become as a person. Gotcha. And it definitely 
portrays her belief in God in it. Yeah. Um, but in a way that I think is like deeper, more personal to her and not mm. as institutionalized, which is where I kind of get weird about mm. religion is when it's about the churches and the Right. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. No, I'm I'm actually right there with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this like, you know, this is my personal like the intimacy of what she believes religious wise, like I'm like, cool. Yeah. I can dig on that. Um, and in fact, in, in one chapter of this untamed book, she makes fun of something she said in one of her previous books. Uh, nice. So it shows her evolution should, and growth. Right. Yeah. And um, I was looking at the reviews on Amazon and there was somebody that was like super offended. They're like, those words meant everything to me in your previous <laughs> oh, book. And now you're saying they're ridiculous. Oh. I was like, shoo, lady. Did you absorb the rest of the book? Because I'm telling you, it's brilliant. See? So, no, just, just that part was about her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this is really going to be hard to condense and share with you guys, because honestly, what I want to do right now is read the entire book to you guys. Right, right. Of course. Mm, yes. Audiobook she... for yeah. fashion. <laughs> I mean, that's how much I loved it. I read it in two days. Nice. And when you're staying home all day with an eight-year-old, this is not an easy feat. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not a great night owl like Leah. Oh, I'm, mm. I'm up super late. Yes, you are. I'm, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> last night I fell asleep at 830. Oh, my God. Ooh, yeah. I just started my <laughs> evening at 8.30, and I was like, all right, now I'm winding down, I mean... <laughs> now I'm hitting the Hulu. It wasn't intentional, like I tucked into bed, it was stitch. more like, stay. Start my evening activities <laughs> at 8.30. Right. <laughs> I might even just be stopping work at 8.30. Probably. So this this goes to show how much you I were dedicated. Yeah, yes. got it done in two days. Sweet. Awesome. Um, so Glennon Doyle... When she first became a public figure and author, mm-hmm. um, she was known as the Christian Mommy Blogger. Oh, mm. okay. Gotcha. Okay. So that was her handle. That was like her persona. So you can kind oh, of see what boy. I'm saying with these, yeah. these previous two books. However, people loved it because she was really real. Yeah. She wasn't um, putting on an act to fit into a mold. She was like, this is me. This is what I've learned from being me and from experiencing she life. She was vulnerable. Right. Very yeah. vulnerable. And then yeah. um, she talked about her um, addictions. Mm-hmm. She talked about her bulimia that oh. she had since like early adolescence. She was first treated and even um, I think went to and was institutionalized for a little bit for her bulimia. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it really covered like the struggle that she had to go through to become a strong person, a strong warrior. That was kind of the theme of the first book. Gotcha. So, and it became a number one New York Times bestseller. Sweet. Um, so, of course, they were like, you should write another book. <laughs> That's usually the way it went. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good for, good for people that are on the New York Times bestseller list. Woo-woo! Well done. Um, I guess I should say, probably how she came to the notice of publishers was she created um, the online community mm-hmm. Mom Mamistry. You know, high oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mom. Okay, gotcha. Mom, I'm going to call it mom mastery. Like we're moms that have mastered things. I don't know. Right. I, I'm, mm. I'm not in the blogger sphere. Or the, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tend to even be in the mommy sphere, <laughs> despite having a child. But anyway, exactly. Um, so it was kind of that was dipping her toes into like sharing her story with everybody. So it's kind of um, like monastery, but. Mom I believe so. Is that where she was going with it? I think so. Okay, all yes. right, gotcha. There we go. Okay. M O M A S T E R Y. Yeah, there oh, we go. Like monastery, go. but yeah. with another monastery. letter mm. which makes my brain. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you solved the riddle. Yeah. You solved the riddle. <laughs> Sweet. What do I win? <laughs> Uh, I'd say you can. I read, read my, a copy of Untamed. I, I would say you could <laughs> borrow my book, 
but you need to read it again. But not read it again. That's fair. That's totally fair. Do it. Then, then it. You know what? I'm just gonna buy a copy. Because I, I need this. I need this. It's gonna help me on my personal growth if yes. I let it. We'll see. Do it. My own best stumbling block. Wait, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> so her love warrior book um, talked about um, her husband having an affair oh. and that being revealed oh. to her, um, and all the therapy they went to for that. Yeah. And in this Untamed, she talks about how she kind of like just wrote the book with how she wanted life to play out. Oh, okay. Like everybody in her life was her little characters and she's like, this is how it's going to work. Oh. We're going to forgive him. We're going to go through therapy. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, because her and her ex-husband, hint. Yeah. yeah. Oh, spoilers. Her, <laughs> spoiler. Her and her ex-husband are still really great friends and really great co-parents. Yeah. Um, nice. They just weren't in love with mm-hmm. each other in yeah. that kind of a way. Mm-hmm. Love each other, but not in love with each other. So she had just published this love warrior about how like their marriage was fixed and healed and all that. Mm-hmm. And she started to go out on tour um, to promote the book. Yeah. And while she was at um, a speaking conference, apparently yeah. I did not write which one. <laughs> right. A speaking one of conference. Yeah. Hey. And then <laughs> in uh, November 2016, um, she really does a great job describing the room how she's feeling kind of socially awkward like we all are when we're talking to strangers and fellow people and then she looked to the door and there was this woman walking through and she said she just like got up on her feet and she was so startled and she's like she all she thought in her mind is there she is oh she was she was in deep smith oh lovely yeah she said at first i assumed these words came to me from on high but she soon realized they came to her from within. Uh, um, because I like that. really the topic of untamed um, is about how we're taught by society to stifle and not to trust our inner voice, yeah. our inner instinct, our inner wants and desires. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing she talks a lot about is that as women, we are taught very young how to please people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, still working against uh-huh. that sometimes. Right? Yeah. No. And she yeah. said that, you know, when you learn to please other people, you forget who you are. Right. Because yeah. you're usually pushing down things about you yeah. to please other people. Yeah. And we're trained and taught over and over again to do this. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that it's selfish to not. Right. To right. put yourself right. over uh, pleasing someone else. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, like Which gives you no battle. time or right. energy yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. It's figuring out where that line is, and that's yeah. a lifelong struggle. <laughs> it is. It's all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. I read this book, like I said, two days. Yeah. I wasn't, wanted to read it again immediately. I haven't touched See. it in a week. Ah. And it's or that, you think you're still processing it, probably. I, and I think it's also absorbing. that self-sabotaging, too. Gotcha. Like, oh, I need to do the dishes. I have to make yeah. lunch. You I'm know this will help gonna... you. Therefore, what... yes. That and burner. that self, yeah. <laughs> right. It can't yeah. be about me. So I'm probably not going to do this again. So I need, I'm going to read it a second do time, it. guys. Yes, yeah. exactly. Right I'll after you watch Nanette. With you okay, and good. <laughs> good. Um, and I wish I could buy everybody in the world a copy. I might be getting a little too, like, fangirl over here, but. It's That's okay. It's fine. You're passionate. <laughs> I am. That's the show. And I have I have a new um, cross stitch I need you to make me. <gasps> yes, I'm Ooh. on it. One I'm, of, I'm in between projects. What do you need? <laughs> one of my favorite quotes of the book is, yes. you are a goddamn cheetah. <gasps> I like nice. it. Nice. Oh. goddamn cheetah. Awesome. I, want, I, want, I can do that. Yeah. I want everybody to uh, to read this book so I can just, like, look. 
at them. Goddamn cheetah. When they're questioning themselves, they'll be like, no, you're a goddamn cheetah. See? Yeah. I like so, that. That's lovely. In <laughs> fact, the little blurb that that's from is a sample chapter on Amazon if you want to check it out. Uh-huh. Um, but it's a story about how she took her kids to the zoo and they were watching the cheetah run. Right. So this cheetah has a Labrador friend that models how to run after this dirty, disgusting pink, or what is it? Anyway, this dirty, gross Jeep okay. that, that pulls a bunny. Yeah, it was a pink bunny. Oh. It pulls a pink bunny through the yard, and they chase it. Gotcha. Um, so the dog does it first, and then they bring out the cheetah and the dog, and then they both chase it. Ah. And then the show's over. Gotcha. Okay. So she was, like, watching this and feeling lots of things yeah um and even one of the kids there was like isn't she sad she's not in the wild right and the zookeeper was like no she was born here this is the only life she's ever known she's fine Uh um and then she was standing there and her oldest daughter like got her attention and pointed to um the cheetah tabitha tabitha was in her enclosure and just they both were like, she looks so regal, and she's standing still and tall, right? Um, and all of that. Majestic. Majestic. Mm-hmm. So she, um, Glennon said, if she could ask Tabitha, the cheetah, yeah. what's going on inside of her right now, she feels like Tabitha would say, something's off about my life. Mm-hmm. I feel restless and frustrated. I have this hunch that everything was supposed to be more beautiful than it is. Uh-huh. I imagine... Wow. Fenceless, wide-open savannas. I want to run and hunt and kill. I want to sleep under an ink-black sky, silent, or silent sky filled with stars. It's all so real, I can taste it. Um, and yeah. then she said that Tabitha would say, but I should feel grateful. I have a good enough life here. It's crazy to long for what doesn't even exist. Uh, and she said she'd say, Tabitha, you're not crazy. You're a goddamn cheetah. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. a lot to unpack. Yes, yeah. exactly. I just love But I that. like the symbolism and metaphor <laughs> and, yeah, exactly, the empowerment that is in that. Every chapter is like, it, it really, like, tells her whole story, but jumps around to even thoughts or opinions or epiphanies she's had on different subjects. Yeah. Um, but that really kind of, I think, shows what started with her when she saw who became her future wife. Her name is Abby Wambach. Gotcha. She's actually a professional soccer player. I, I saw Bonnie say. kind of looking like that name. Yeah, like, yeah. Do we have her book? <laughs> I think we have Is Abby's she book. She was on that book tour yes. when she met Glennon. Oh, yeah, for her book. That. Cool. Um, they share a lot in common. They both wrote bestsellers. Yeah. Um, and they both their works have been about being in recovery gotcha. and getting sober. Um, cool. And so I. We do we have, have the book. Yes, we have Abby's we book. Have book. Look at that. There we go. Beautiful. Check that out. Yes. Support the whole fam. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this, like, longing that started, like, she was starting to feel in her soul once she saw Abby. She's like, no, this is part of me that I've suppressed. Right, I've right. suppressed my sexuality to please others, mm-hmm. to be a good girl, to be acceptable by society. Yeah. But I feel this deep inside me, and this is right. So with that feeling inside of her, I can't even imagine processing all this because she has to go back home and decide, what do I do? I'm married. Right. She was still married. Yeah. Yeah. My family with my three kids. Bonnie got it out. It's the first book book in the biography section. It is. It's the very first book. See? We'll have to get some Glennon. Well, we have one. We have Love Warrior. Yes. We don't have her first one, but we do have Love Warrior, Warrior. which I think actually I did lend to Lisa. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Okay. 
Well, I, I would be curious to know what she thought about it for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. So, because um, I know Untamed is amazing. Um, and it is a recent publication, and it really touches on um, more than just even her story, but a lot of what's going on right now in our society. Right. What's going on right now in politics in the United States. Right. And in fact, um, she took a look at all of those things and was like, this is really messed up and something needs to be done. Right. So she started her own nonprofit oh, um, called cool. Together Rising. Gotcha. It's an all-woman-led organization supporting women, family, and children who are in crisis. Oh, crisis. Gotcha. That's a hard word, hard. Crisis. Put like a T in there, crisis. <laughs> um, right. So they raise money and then they are the intermediaries that get the money to the places they need to go when a crisis happens. Gotcha. Um, kind of like the Red Cross almost or um, right. United Way sort of thing. But yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I might be wrong about this because it's been a week now, um, but I think one of their, maybe it wasn't one of the first, but I know they definitely raised, I think, a million dollars um, when all of the news media hit about the children being taken from their parents mm-hmm. and detained. Oh, the ICE um, camps. camps? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So gotcha. I know they raised a million dollars to help reunite families. Oh, wow. And like personally awesome. yeah. reunited nice. children with their families. Yeah. So she talks about how amazing that is in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a really cool organization to look into. I shall put it in the show notes. Ooh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> show notes. <laughs> um, and speaking on kind of this like topical subject, um, she has a whole chapter just called Racist. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Tackles it. Tackles gotcha. it. And she does. And Honestly, I had never thought before about the fact that most of us probably are racist to some degree and don't even know it because we have bias that we can't mm-hmm. even identify yeah, because right. we've been absorbing them yeah. from our culture. You have she to challenge talks, your bias. Yeah, You do. Yeah. And she talks about how um, she remembers, you know, she was a, a kid in the 80s like myself, mm-hmm. and she remembers watching Cops where it's just oh, white yeah. police officers resting black men constantly and these were the visuals and the things that she was consuming as a child so she did a lot of work um reading uh literature and books and work and articles um written by people of color to understand more yeah um and she says even then like she got involved in the community and somebody came to her and like was like, will you do a presentation about this thought or, you know, like recruiting white women to our cause, basically. Right, right. Um, and the internet kind of exploded and was accusing her of being a racist because you're taking a spot and a voice that should belong to a woman mm, of color right? in this this talk. Yeah. And so she had to get even deeper into what she thought and what was going on. And, you know, she did understand you can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But yeah. very much identified with what we always talk about is once yeah. you know better, you do better. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you go to the source and you ask people, you yeah. know, what is it I can do to help? Mm-hmm. You know, you tell me. But, oh gosh, I've read articles too, like, you know, we don't have time to tell you what to do while we also have to worry I know, about. Right? We're trying to live. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, so I, I would of not say stop racism. Yeah. Probably more what she means too is if there's an organization that needs help. Yes. Run by mm-hmm. people of color, you can be like, "Hey, what are the things?" Yes. Um, and then we know, just like I was talking about sharing media, sh- raising mm-hmm. awareness. Um, really, the moment that this became really apparent to her was that she was talking to her 
um, kids about Martin Luther King. Yeah. And they were watching or they were looking at pictures and there was like a white woman protesting with them during uh-huh. the walk. I think it was the walk to Birmingham. I don't know. Gotcha. But um, and one of her daughters was like, well, if we would have been alive, then that that would have been us. Right. And she said she was like getting all geared up to be like, yes. And her oldest daughter was like, no, we don't even march now. Right. Mm. And she's there like, is that awareness. She's yeah. like, yeah, like now most white people like and respect Martin Luther King Jr. Like 90 percent of people are like, yeah, he's a great yeah. guy. He did great things. But back then. At right. the time, his yeah. approval rating was so much lower, like thirty oh, yeah. percent. Yeah. So you can't look at that point of history mm-hmm. and say, "Would I be there? Would I show up for the march?" You have to look at the things right now. And do you support Black Lives Matter right now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you there? So, um, actually, oh gosh, I highlighted so much, but I know I'm going to end up talking too much. But <laughs> you're fine. You get to talk as I much. You talk. are a goddamn cheetah. <laughs> I am a goddamn cheetah. <laughs> um, but. I like this because she she quotes MLK, mm-hmm. MLKJ Jr. Mm-hmm. Well, MLK have, is totally fine. I have so fine. many things wrong with me and letters <laughs> and names, but anyway, um, she she quotes him um, in the letter from Birmingham Jail. Yes, where he's mm-hmm. kind of identifying that it's not the Ku Klux Klan that's the problem. It's not the white citizens counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the moderate white. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. what he says in this letter. Do you guys remember that part? It's, I need a refresher, but I do yeah. remember. Yeah. Um, he says, the white moderate who is more devoted to order than justice, mm-hmm. who prefers a negative peace, which is the absence of tension, to a positive peace, which is the presence of justice, who constantly says, I agree with you and the goal you seek, but I cannot agree with your methods or your direct action. Right. Mm. So yeah. nothing changes. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost so, anyway. apathy to a certain extent. It yeah. is. It is. So exactly. I love what she had to say about that. And I think it's really yeah. pertinent to, to what has recently been. I mean, it's not recent. It's been yeah, going it's, on it's so constant. long. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was so it? Long. I saw the other day. It's not that it's getting worse. It's that it's getting filmed. Mm-hmm. filmed. Supposedly yeah. Will Smith said it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. It's always been there. Yep. But so, you know, I like Glennon because she makes me think about these things. Yes. I am very insulated. I'm sitting there doing my dishes and baking my hoagie buns. <laughs> right, like, exactly. She's waking me up to the she, work. She is. She's amazing <laughs> like that. See? Um, but since we're talking about Pride Month, I want to share some of um, what I thought was amazing in this book in regards to um, her love for her wife, Abby, yeah. and what that's taught her and what she's learned from that. Yeah. Because um, I know she definitely, not only did she have to speak with her family and I know that was the mm. thing that was hardest for her was telling her kids your dad and I are getting divorced right um this is happening but then she also has this reputation as the Christian mommy blogger right, right. touring with love warrior yeah it's an interesting crowd so yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's gonna happen to her community of people um in her career yeah if she announces that she's in love with a woman and they're gonna get married and be a family right right yeah so she said she was scared, but she said one thing she's learned is that she always wants to live with integrity. There and that's go. not having two selves. That's having one self and being true to that self. Yeah. That exactly. is so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yes. she she put it out there and um, it was actually really well received by the people that follow her. The nice. majority of them really well received. In fact, a friend of hers was like, maybe you've just been making this community of people right. for you because one day you would need their support. 
and their love. Cool. Exactly. It is definitely cool. And I I particularly love this part, um, this chapter called Questions. Yeah. Because I'm I'm real awkward about not asking questions to people. (laughs) I'm like, I'm all embracing, like, we should just ask people. So I say, (laughs) what do I do? You're like, in my head, I've already asked. I don't want to step on any toes or offend anybody. You know, I want to be good. (laughs) Right. People pleasing person. Of course. Um, So anyway, she's talking about a talk she gave and that this lady that was this older grandma lady because she was wearing like, I think, a sweatshirt that was like, you know, best granny. Right. Or something like that. It was it was obvious. Best (laughs) granny. She stands up and she's like. Glennon, I love you. I support you. But I just feel so confused. Okay. She's like, you know, my nephew is now my niece. Mm-hmm. My granddaughter mm-hmm. went to prom with a boy one year and a girl the next year. She's like, mm-hmm. she goes, why is everybody just so gay all of a sudden? Oh. <laughs> and she said there was like just horrible tension in the room. People right. were like looking at the lady asking questions and at Glennon like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Right. <laughs> but I love Glennon because she's like, she said, blessed are those that are brave enough to make things awkward for they wake us up and move us forward. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Sometimes you have to stir shit up. Right? She said, unasked <laughs> questions become prejudice. Mm, yeah. yeah. True. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what she says, and I love this too, um, and I think it ties into the alphabet soup. Mm-hmm. We need more options and we need to keep expanding our options yeah. Yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because she said that, uh, so we have all these wild, unidentified things inside of ourselves, all these mm-hmm. different things, but that scares people because we need to define it. Right. So we have our wild faith, our wild sexuality, um, but we need to define it and package it. So religion, well, the wild faith becomes religion. So okay. it's packaged. It's its own glass. Here's what it is. Gotcha. You can fit into that. And she says the same with the sexuality as a glass. You can pick a glass, straight or gay. Yeah. But she says, by the way, choosing the gay glass will likely leave you unprotected by the law, ostracized by your community, and banished by God. Choose wisely. Right. Yeah. No pressure. Aww. Mm-hmm. Right. So she said, you know, we've given people these two glasses and made one a lot easier, a lot mm-hmm. scarier right. than yeah. the other. Um, and she said that what it is is somebody was brave enough to look in deep inside themselves and say, wait, these glasses don't work for me. That right. doesn't fit me. That doesn't sound like me. Um, and then they rose their voice and others joined with them mm-hmm. and said, yeah, you know, my glass doesn't have this thing that is me. Yeah. So it doesn't fit. And I want to be, you know what I mean? And you, you start a movement in a community. Exactly. And, and you, you build know, your own tribe. Maybe we're all more yeah. gay because now we can describe... How we're really feeling inside because yeah. we have the alphabet soup to define it to people yep, right. if we it's feel like true. doing so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, anyway, I, I super loved that. <laughs> um, you know how we were talking about um, the things you say when people come out to you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also loved her chapter on permission slips. Ah. Um, she said that she was a fundamentalist Christian organization recently announced that she was excommunicated. All right. <laughs> right. That's how she felt, too. She's like, cool. Okay. <laughs> you do you, that's then. That's fine. But she was talking to a friend about it, and the friend said, well, that's not even fair. You can't help it. You were born this way. Right. And she was like, wait a second. You know what she say? Things you can't help are things you would help if you could. Ah. Uh, mm, is her take on that. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. I didn't think on that. Things you can't help are things you would help if you could. 
Right. And she said, you know, she loves her life. She loves her wife. She loves having sex with her wife. She loves discussing things, being intimate with her wife. Um, If it even was a choice, then she'd be crazy not to choose this because it's everything she desires and wants. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like that chapter needs to be read in its entirety, but I'll just throw that that little thing out there because that's something I would, you know what I mean? I was like, we just are who we are, but Mm -hmm. it's like, would we choose to be any different? Is that something that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We are. So. Exactly. That um, freedom. That freedom of choice. Yeah. And, And the other thing that... I really enjoyed having a different perspective on um, what she was talking about this popular TV show they were watching and the daughter character was coming out as gay to her parents. And she was like, don't say it, don't say it. And the mom character is like, don't worry. We love you anyway. We love you no matter what. Oh, right. And she's yeah. like, great. And she said, I knew the show was trying to be progressive to prove that these parents embrace their daughter's gayness just as much as they'd embrace her straightness. Yeah. Um, but they still wanted her not to say it. Yeah. Uh. But well, they say we love you no matter what. Okay. Because uh, because when we say no matter what is what we say when somebody disappoints mm. us. Uh, like I she's see. like, yeah. if my mm. my daughter went and robbed a bank, I'd be like, I love you no matter what. But this is right. a problem. Right. So by saying you know I love you no matter what, we're saying like even You're though this is an issue for me and this is a judgment, I love you anyway. Right. And I had never thought about it that way. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might say, like, if my son comes out as straight, I might be like, I love you right. no matter what. Even exactly. so. Yeah. Even though yeah. I really don't want you to be, because. Yeah. <laughs> even though I don't want you to be. so much better. <laughs> Just so much better. Love Your you. life could be so much more interesting. <laughs> well, it's like understanding the difference between tolerance and acceptance mm. right yeah exactly yeah and i know that was a big one for me but that's yeah. what yeah that is what you're saying there line, like yeah and i don't think it's necessarily intentional it's just people that maybe haven't felt those words or really thought through those words mm-hmm. yeah right but and some of that is cultural too yeah. you know we've seen we other people do it this way and so mm-hmm. we assume that this is the way we're supposed to so yeah, exactly. But we I was, say the things that we've heard other right. people say before yeah. and not really them. think about it. Yeah, and that's why I'm so thankful to read that because I tend to yeah. definitely be one of those people. I'm not necessarily what you call a super deep thinker. Gotcha. That's why I appreciate Glennon. <laughs> she like <laughs> mm-hmm. opens challenges my eyes to these things and challenges these thoughts absolutely yeah. because I would not have thought twice about that yeah. phrase until I read that and I'm like, you know what? That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So. And then I feel like I am getting a little bit long, even though I know you're like, talk, 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 talk. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. But I, just, I feel like yes. this is just a, a big one because I, I know that a lot of people um, that identify as gay or any of the alphabets yeah. um, are also very religious people. Right, right. I mean, because we're all different people. Yeah. Um, you know, straight, gay, whatever. People have different religions and different thoughts about that. Right. Um, and, and faith if, is part of a lot of people's mm-hmm. different lives, yes. regardless of what the faith is. Yeah. So I, I really like that um, she addressed this because she got an email from somebody she used to go to church with that was like, you know, uh, I love you um, and everything, but I still believe your gayness is wrong. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have a God conflict is what she kind of mm. called it. Right. Because mm-hmm. God judges it as wrong. It's wrong. I can't accept this. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, first of all, thank you for not landing on I love you, but because we know love has no buts. Oh, uh, mm. there you go. See, yeah. you love. Yeah. You love. End of list. Yeah. Right. Right. 
Um, and so she expressed a few things in this. It's kind of long, and I know I can't read it all to you guys. Right? <laughs> you guys have to. You'll get there. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I'm just going to buy We're going to have a copy of this yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what she's basically saying in it is religion is not God. Mm-hmm. Religion is a construct right. made maybe to try to explain and interpret God. But the things right. you're being told by ministers and preachers or whoever, yeah. uh, that's not God speaking directly through them. That's their own Fallible words. people. Yeah, fallible mm-hmm. people. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she, so the voice inside is our truth. And what we hear outside of that is an indoctrination. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Is where she lands on it. Gotcha. So I feel like I didn't say that near as well. <laughs> just just read the chapter, guys. You there won't you regret go. it. Got it. That's awesome. Yeah. I highly recommend it. I'm getting it. <laughs> I sold it. See, Ta-da. look at that. It just came out, too. Like, not too long. Or, I mean, yeah, maybe I January think, or something like that. But, I, I mean, so. it's this year. It was January. It was so good. And now I know See? we are all goddamn cheetahs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love it. I'll work I on that cross stitch. A lot of self work to do if I'm not too stubborn to. We're all a work in progress. Right? That's the yeah. thing. We learn something new every day that we can absorb and True. do better. It's just one thing at a time that we're working on. She, she talks a lot about digging deep and like trying to figure out like, who am I? Yeah. And I feel like that's definitely not a question I could answer. Eventually, mm-hmm. or at least yeah. what makes you happy today? Yeah. Yeah. What would make you happy tomorrow? You're such a guru. I know. I try. (laughs) (laughs) I need. I need your self help book too. I am working. I know. (laughs) I need it now, though. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Da 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 da. Yeah. One step at a time. I cannot read the entire book to you. I will let you. We will figure. We will read read it it on our own. If you would, or if you just want to look into Glennon online or follow her on Instagram, Um, she recently had like a nice little talk on self care. Oh, perfect. And how it shouldn't be putting our outsides out for somebody else. Right, there you go. a little deeper, our self-care. Nice. Right? She's like, I like those things, too. They're nice. Right, exactly. But let's dig a little deeper. Um, she also has a TED Talk, which I have not watched yet, oh, but okay. plan on gotcha. it. Cool. Yeah, um, I can put it in the show notes, too. Okay, very good. Good, so I can find it easy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right? So me. you know where it'll be. Right. Um, her TED Talk is called Lessons from the Mental Hospital, and it's about mm. her struggles with addiction and bulimia. Ah, oh. very cool. Yes, but... I don't know. I've I've read reviews of Untamed that it's a book that every feminist should read. Ah. And I have to agree. Look at that. It's got the Katie awesome. stamp of approval. It does. It does. Fantastic. I might jump from short book club to long book club to make everybody <laughs> oh. read it. I don't really have a problem with that. <laughs> it was on that thing you emailed me today. It was? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. that seemed like a really, really cool list mm-hmm. of, uh, of uh, book ideas club ideas. Book yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, this just needs to go to Katie. <laughs> looking through it while I ate my lunch. Sweet! Alright, any questions for you guys? I know I kind of ranted on. No, you didn't yeah, rant yeah. on. You no, gave no, us you beautiful didn't. information. It's awesome. To, to process and take with us on our journey of life. <laughs> yeah, I just, I can't even imagine someone who is like an avid church goer and then you discover that about yourself or, or knew it and then came out and then the whole like congregation like being your other family being like mm-hmm. you're you're wrong you're incorrect and you're gonna be like damned for it like i can't mm-hmm. even like that's yeah oh yeah 
You know, I'm still amazed, I would say, with the opposite, which is what happened to Ellen. Mm. So Ellen came out on her show and in Time Magazine and to the world that she was gay. Mm -hmm. And then um, her show got canceled and she went away for quite a few years, Mm -hmm. three, four years. And the world kind of forgot about Ellen. And then she came back with her talk show. Mm-hmm. And what has always amazed me is how many Christian women <laughs> are like, I love Ellen. I watch <laughs> Ellen every day. Mm-hmm. I buy everything that Ellen talks about. <laughs> and I'm like going, aren't you the same women who got her show canceled? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, to me, that's, you know, that almost that flip as well and I, and then at the same breath I'm like well thank goodness there's Ellen because she's changing minds <laughs> yeah one dance at a time one giveaway at a time <laughs> right. and you know what I mean she's just like no I am part of your life I am you know yeah. and she doesn't shy away from who she is so um so I would think only because of Ellen <laughs> <laughs> there's a chance for that that yeah. religious shift to acceptance mm-hmm. but i mean it's not everybody <laughs> no, no. but it's it's the hope you know what i mean yeah. mm-hmm. well, i know she talks in the book about you know it, it does hurt to lose people yeah um but she talks in here a lot about how pain helps us grow mm-hmm. that she spent a lot of her life and a lot of her addiction was about avoiding pain yeah, yeah. Um, but while we process the things that hurt us we learn something about ourselves yeah so yeah it's yeah. it's a ping for you need to learn something from this yeah. and it may not be pretty <laughs> right but it's gonna be worth it well if you're always comfortable right you're you not don't... going to be growing mm-hmm. right you don't evolve that way yeah 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 it's uncomfortable growth that happens it's worth it every time <laughs> Sweet. Well, do you want to wrap us up, darling? Find your beautiful sentence. Oh, I got like so crazy. I put my show notes over here. You're like, where did I go? <laughs> I was ready to find mine for you. <laughs> got it. Well, that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool LGBTQ plus thing as Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast continues. Thanks for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.